This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth, I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast that gives you strategies and tips for how to build happier habits into your daily life. This week, we'll talk about two related subjects. We'll share some Walk 20 in 20 success stories from listeners to help you get fired up for 2021's challenge, and we will reveal that challenge for 2021. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I'm in New York City, and joining me today from Los Angeles by the miracle of technology is my sister Elizabeth Kraft. And Elizabeth, the challenge for 2021 is one that we will both love to follow. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, TV writer and producer living in L.A. And yeah, Gretchen, I think it's going to be harder for me than the 2020 challenge, but I'm very excited about it. And it's almost Christmas, so normally you would be in Kansas City, but you're in New York. Yes, happy holidays. Merry Christmas if you're celebrating Christmas. It's a memorable year. We'll say that. (laughs) Absolutely. So this week, we're going to have a little bit of a special format. It's going to be unusual. We're going to have a subject divided into two parts. We're going to look back first at the 20 for 20 challenge and look forward to 2021. So first up, walk 20 and 20. I mean, Elizabeth, we had no idea of how successful this would be. No. And I mean, this is a case where I think the pandemic made people walk more. So it actually made the challenge even more relevant to this year, which of course we had no idea about when we decided to do it. But I mean, I did it every day, Gretch, or at least so far. Yeah. And so if you don't know what we're talking about, last (laughs) January in episode 252, we issued a challenge to ourselves and to our listeners to walk for 20 minutes every day in 2020. And you can go to the show notes for happiercast.com slash 252 if you are a questioner or you are otherwise interested to see a lot of the research that shows Mm. just what a boost in happiness and good health you can get 
from walking 20 minutes a day. And we we picked it because we thought it felt straightforward, it felt manageable, and it was just a huge success for so many people. Yeah, like we were, um, as I was just saying, Gretch, I think for so many people, it became a crucial habit for this year to stay sane. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and it's a good lesson that sometimes it's helpful to put in good habits when things are going pretty well, mm. because then those good habits are kind of a safety net when things are tough. Now, we got a ton of these. So, Elizabeth, let's read through them like lightning quick so that um, we can get through a lot of them, because I think so many of them are worth sharing. Yes. Okay. Liz said, I live in the foothills of the Catskill Mountains. And back in May, my neighbor who was starting to move forward with her divorce asked if I wanted to start walking with her in the morning. Being an obliger, I agreed to walk at 7 a.m. every morning with her and her dog. I could use the exercise and build stamina because my daughter was expecting our first grandchild in November and check off walk more on my 20 for 20 list. This invitation was exactly what I needed. We hadn't missed one day until the end of May. Along came June when we learned the devastating news that another neighbor's eldest son passed away suddenly. We asked her if she wanted to join us in our morning walks, and so we became three. We talked, laughed, and sometimes cried about everything and anything. We have learned a lot about each other in these two-mile walks. We have even learned our tendencies. The The three of us have discovered and really appreciate what a beautiful place our mountain neighborhood is and the people that live next to us in these early morning walks. We haven't missed a day. I can't express how much I've enjoyed these walks. If someone had told me that we would still be walking well into November, I wouldn't have believed them and also how close the three of us would become. Walking our way through this crazy year of 2020, we have experienced the highest highs and the lowest lows, and we will emerge stronger mentally and physically entering 2021. That is so wonderful. Wonderful. And remember, if you want to take the quiz, you can go to quiz.gretchenrubin.com and you will find out if you are an obliger like Liz and Elizabeth, both obligers. Ron wrote, while I didn't walk 20 and 20, I cycled and I continued that indoors with the cooler weather in the great white north that is Canada. The impact on positive thoughts has been outstanding. I have come to understand the benefits of physical exercise over the past several years, but with COVID-19 this year, it has become all the more important. On those days when I couldn't seem to make sense of what was happening in the world, at work, at home, I would hop on my bike and ride for one or two hours, ideally outside, especially over the summer. I always came back from that effort refreshed and with a renewed outlook. It has gotten me through this challenging year, and on a bigger scale, I am healthier and have a much improved perspective on what is truly important. Wonderful. So That's great. He substituted cycling for walking. Fantastic. Yes. Gretch Kesey says, I honestly can't believe what a difference the walking for 20 minutes in the year 2020 has made in my life. It sounds like an exaggeration, but it isn't. I started this year with the simple goal of walking for 20 minutes. After feeling the small but powerful success of accomplishing walking every day, things started snowballing. I decided to start running in May, even though I have no experience with running. In fact, running brings up painful memories of being the slowest person (laughs) in middle school to complete the mile. Well, I'm right there with you. We've been there. (laughs) But I decided if I can keep my walking goal, I can reach a little higher. To make a long story short, on the 21st of this month, I will... 
to make a long story short, on the 21st of this month, I will be running my first half marathon with dreams of running a full marathon next fall. I just completed nine miles on Saturday, and I'm still shocked that it all started with walking for 20 minutes. This has rippled into other parts of my life. Now that I've got my eye on a marathon, I've started changing what I eat. And as a fellow diabetic, shout out to Liz, this has been a game changer. Awesome. Wow. Awesome. Wow. Florencia says, Walk 20 and 20 helped me tremendously during this global pandemic. My husband and I found out we were expecting our second baby right as COVID-19 was starting to spread and the lockdown started. As a pediatrician, I continued to work throughout the pandemic, seeing patients every day, which, as you can imagine, was anxiety-provoking, especially in the beginning when we knew so little about it. Getting outside and walking 20 minutes every day in our neighborhood not only helped me maintain a healthy pregnancy, but it also helped me concentrate on actionable items every day and focus on what I could do that day. Today, I'm going to walk 20 minutes, wear a mask, wash my hands, and maintain a six-foot distance from others. Tomorrow, I'm going to do it again and try my best. Walking along with this mindset helped me get through my pregnancy healthy and with less stress. Now, on the other side of pregnancy, my baby, toddler, husband, and I continue to go on our family walks. It's been a great way to reduce stress and get great physical activity. Wow, that, is, that was a tough situation. Yes. Franzi says, what I realized is that I never experienced the change of the seasons as much as I have done this year. This makes me so happy because I sometimes got the feeling of missing out a season or not appreciating it as much as I want. Not this year. And then someone with the handle Burlzapan wrote, since COVID-19, two friends and I have a 315 conference call in which we walk and talk Monday through Friday. We have a question of the day that we take turns presenting and a daily COVID news update. We're happier, healthier, and more connected, and we don't plan on stopping. That's great. Yes. Brooke says, I have walked outside every single day. I live in Massachusetts, so I've walked in snow, rain, and heat. I have loved seeing my neighborhood transition from winter to spring to summer and now to fall. My husband or kids come along pretty frequently, and it has been a great way to connect, even though we're all together all of the time. Walking has been an anchor in my days, even when everything else was uncertain and in upheaval. Yeah. Courtney wrote, I started at the beginning of the year and other than really bad weather, pretty much kept it up and made it a daily habit. When my husband discovered he had a recurrence of his colon cancer in May, the doctors felt walking would be key to his recovery from liver surgery and also during his chemo treatments. We've been walking daily since then, sometimes only five minutes at a time, but getting it done. The doctors feel this has been a part of his successful treatment. To add to our incentive, we've been using the Yes.Fit website to do virtual walks. We just finished the Top Gun one this week. (laughs) It's fun to get the medals in the mail and to hang them in our bedroom as a visual reminder of how far we've come. Oh, Oh, well done. That's wonderful. Yeah. Stephanie says, the most surprising thing for me that has happened during the pandemic is finding out that a daily walk has done more for my physical health than years of going to the gym ever did. I found a nice steep hill close to my home, and I gradually worked up to walking up and down it 10 times while I listened to podcasts. Happier is the perfect amount of time <laughs> or an audiobook. And Lynn wrote, the time I spent walking and hiking with my daughter has been the greatest gift. She's a senior in high school, and we've had amazing conversations while walking on trails. They've run the gamut from deep philosophical conversations to brainstorming to silly, playful conversations that we'll both remember years from now. Somehow the act of walking along trails created a sacred space for the two of us to bond in a new way as my daughter grows older. Oh, my God. That makes me teary, Greg. I know. 
Nice. I know. Well, here's a couple things that I would just point out to people. One is that it's a good reminder that, first of all, put in your healthy habits when you can, because they can be great if things get tough, as so many people reported. Also, it's worth noting that habits are catching. Mm. And if you want to see more success stories, you can go to happiercast.com slash 305. I have even more. And another thing that you really see is that the good habits are catching. And Dogs get in better shape. Spouses mm-hmm. get better shape. Children get in better shape. Like if one person does something healthy, they're often likely to draw others with them. So you can change yourself, but you can also help other people to change, not by badgering them, but just by being a good example. And a lot of times people get drawn in. So that's a really wonderful thing when it spreads out from just one person. Yeah. And also, Gretch, what I keep noticing is there's something about walking and talking that really bonds people together. Yes. Really deepens connections, walking and talking. Walking and talking. Another thing is this is really good for pairing. Like a lot of people listen to podcasts or audiobooks. So it's one of those things where if there's something that you really love to listen to, um, do it while you walk. That's a great thing to keep it going. But here is the thing. And, And better than before, I write about the problem of the finish line that it's a very risky to hit a finish line because often when you hit a finish line, you're like, oh, I'm finished. And if I, then if I would have to start over and a lot of times starting over is harder than starting. This is a milestone. Hitting the end of 2020 is a milestone. It is one of many milestones that you will hit in a lifetime of walking every day. So keep going in 2021. There is a chart. If you like the don't break the chain chart for walk 20 and 20 that I had on my website, You can get Walk 20 and 21 um, for 21 Mm -hmm. if you want to keep going in 21. Great. Also, some people, as we said, mentioned the four tendencies. Uh, Again, that quiz is quiz.gretchenrubin.com. More than 3.2 million people have taken that quiz now. And even if you did not do this in 2020, join us in 21 because we're going to keep on going. Yeah. Now is always the best time again. Hashtag Walk 20 in 21. Be there. This was such a great thing, Elizabeth. You and I both got so much out of it, and yes. so did our listeners. Yes. Coming up, we're going to reveal our challenge for 2021. But what? first, this break. Yes. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team, and hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. I know that when I've been hiring for my team, it's hard to find quality candidates to interview. And LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. 
The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Elizabeth, I got the Flow Knit Wide Leg Pant. It's very light. It's perfect for the summer. It packs very easily. I recently went on a trip with my family, and I took it with me, and they were just the thing to wear on a really hot day where I wanted to be covered up, but I wanted something that looked great and also was very comfortable. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. And now we will reveal the challenge for 2021. Yes. And this is a fun one because 2020 was a tough year. So we wanted to pick a challenge that was a delightful challenge. And so it is read 21 and 21. Yes. Yay. And Gretchen, I want to point out this is 21 minutes a day, not 21 books in 21. Yes. Because as I've talked to people in my life about it, they thought I meant 21 books. So it's 21 minutes a day, every day of 2021. Yeah. Now, we have heard so often from listeners that they love to read, but they find it hard to make the time with everything that's going on. And they did a survey of New Year's resolutions, and it turns out that Read More was in the top 10 of resolutions that people want to make. And so the idea for this challenge is the same thing for walking. It's a way to turn reading into a habit, to just do a little bit every day and so that it just becomes part of your ordinary day. And the thing is, Reading really is one of those things that the more you do it, the more you want to do it. So I think for many people, once the habit is inserted into their daily routine, it will be very easy to keep going and even expand from that. Yeah, I mean, this is life-changing because if you add reading to your, you know, routine, if you haven't been reading much, your mind just expands so much, your empathy grows you get swept away. It's relaxing. It's exciting. I mean, it's just everything. Well, and that's the thing is, Elizabeth, you know, research shows that reading is good for us. It benefits mental health. It sharpens the brain. It makes us more empathetic. As you mentioned, it helps us learn. It increases our tolerance for uncertainty, which is very useful these days. But the fact is, Elizabeth, you and I do not read because it is good for us. No. We read because it's fun. (laughs) Yes. I'm always telling Jack, I'm like, do you not realize that reading is more fun than playing video games? He doesn't necessarily agree with me, but, you know, he's wrong. But but the fact is, if you have a book that you love, you will find time to read. It is is so fun. Now, here's the thing to remember. If you would read for 21 minutes per day for 365 days, that's 7,665 minutes. That's (laughs) almost 128 hours of reading. You can read a lot of books in 128 hours. You sure can. Yeah. Now, as you're thinking about this challenge, as you're trying to figure out how to build this into your day, how to create a habit of reading, you might want to use my book better than before because that's where I go through the 21 strategies. And 21 sounds like a lot, but you can really think about what would work for you. Like, would you use the strategy of pairing or the strategy of convenience or the strategy of scheduling or of accountability or of monitoring of identity? 
all those um, can work for people. And if you want to go through a checklist and try to use as many as possible, which is good if you want to uh, really cement in a habit, I have a one-page checklist for habit change. I will post a link to that in the show notes. So you could use that as you're thinking through how to make this part of your day. Yes. And then Gretchen, because you are always interested in reading more, you also um, have a one-pager called Tips for Reading Better Than Before, which is on the same page. Yes. You can also join my free app, the Better app. I've set up a reading group within the app so you can share tips, gain enthusiasm, get accountability from people who are doing it with the hashtag read 21 in 21. Gretchen, it's like you've spent your entire career building up to this moment. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> You're prepared. I, I know. Believe me, I've you got have so, many, so resources. many resources. Go to the go to the show notes. I urge you. It is so many, so many things to help you with this. Uh, you can also use the hashtag read21 and 21 post about your daily reading, what you're reading, what you're reading, where you're reading. Yes, all these things. And, you know, the strategy of other people holds that we pick up habits, like we pick up the habit of walking from others, and we also pick up the habit of reading. And so this is a great way to get suggestions and enthusiasm and get uh, other people to do it. Yes. And it's helpful if you know your tendency, right? Like if you're an obliger like myself, you might benefit from joining a book group to get the accountability. Or something some people do is you tell your kids you're going to read the books they're reading for school. Mm, That's good. Or when they're doing their school reading, you're going to be doing your reading. Like there's a lot of ways that you can build in accountability. Now, I mentioned for if you wanted to have a don't break the chain sheet for walk 20 and 21, there's a sheet for that. There's also a sheet for read 21 and 21. So you can check off every day you read. Remember, what we do most days matters more than what we do once in a while. So don't break the chain can really work for people. Yes, it helps me. That's for sure. Now, one of the things that you might want to do is look for ways to make it easier or more convenient or pleasant to read, because you're going to be doing a lot of it in 2021. So you might improve your light with a reading lamp or a light that clips onto your book for reading in bed. You might get a library card if you don't have one or borrow a bunch of books from a friend, like so you have a big stack to set you off. You might rearrange your space to create a more inviting area for reading. We've heard from a lot of people who have created like reading areas or reading nooks that are very inviting. Uh, You can buy a notebook where you log the books you've read, which is a very satisfying feeling to write all those titles down. Yeah. You could buy yourself stickers to mark each book (laughs) or each month completed. We've talked about rewarding yourself with stickers in episode 298, and this is the perfect uh, sticker reward system. Yeah. Also, you could upgrade your earbuds or your e-reading device. Yeah, you're going to be doing a lot of reading, and so it's a good place to make a little investment if you can. And you might keep a running list of books you want to read. If you want to read a lot, it's great to always have a book that you're dying to read. So keep a list. Join or start a book group. We both love book groups. Yes, I'm in three book clubs, and they're such an engine of happiness for me. It's a great way to make friends. It's a great way to make new friends. It's a great way to talk about books you love. It's a great way to educate yourself about issues that you want to learn about. Yeah, Gretchen, I'm new to the whole book group thing. Um, I didn't have a book group until you and I started the Happier book group. Yes. So I'm in that book group, and I'm in my social issues book group. So now I've been two, and I love it. Yeah. Yeah, and you're not even reading in person. Yeah, and that's like half the fun. That's like Zoom. a big part of the fun. Yeah, uh, I want to um, mention on the book group topic. I do think if you're really serious about wanting to read a lot of books, 
you know, you can have a book group with one or two other people Mm -hmm. because I think the smaller it is, the easier it is to sort of keep everybody on track. Uh So just a thought. Yeah, that's a good point. Doesn't have to be 12 people. Yeah. You might delete a time-sucking app from your phone and replace it with an e-reader app. We heard from a listener who did that. Uh, You might set a goal of how many books you want to read in Goodreads. Maybe in addition to having a time goal, like 21 and 21, you'd also like to have a goal of how many novels or memoirs or policy books or whatever it is that you want to read in Goodreads. And then you um, also mentioned, Gretch, that you might want to tie your daily reading to a transcendent value. Because now more than ever, many people, myself included, want to educate themselves on issues of racial justice. So you might choose books that explore that subject, or you might want to do daily spiritual readings, like reading the Bible or a daily meditation or books related to a spiritual master that you admire. Yeah. Yeah, Or you might look for books to help you succeed in an important role, like you want to read more about being a good parent or being a responsive boss. Also, books can help you enjoy something you love in a new way. So if you love the Game of Thrones TV show, which I did, you can read the books. I also love the books. If you love the Harry Potter books, you can listen to the audiobooks. It's a very different experience listening to the audio. And so you can revisit something you love by experiencing it in a new way. I love that. I love doing that. Now, we're going to have a special guest comment by my daughter, Eliza, who is home from college, because when I was telling her about wanting to do Read 21 and 21, she made what I thought was an excellent point about why approaching reading this way could help you read more and enjoy your reading more. So here's Eliza. Okay, so Eliza, welcome to Happier, first of all. Thank you. Um, Tell us why this approach will help you read more. Yeah, I... I don't get that much time to read just for pleasure because obviously school is so busy, which means that then when I do want to read, there's a lot of pressure on each individual book to be like a great work or something that everyone's been touting or that I've been meeting to read for a while. So it kind of prohibits me from just picking up something that I think sounds interesting. So I think that making yourself read every day or or reading really frequently takes the pressure off of each individual book. So you can really read something for fun if you want. You don't feel like you have to read towering classics every single time. That is such a good point because I definitely fall into that trap when I'm not reading a lot that I'm like, oh my God, like, is this book worth my (laughs) reading it? But if I'm reading every day, I can just get through stuff. No, exactly. I feel feel that way about audiobooks too. Every time I'm like, I have to read the world's best or listen to the world's best audiobook. I have to do the world's best thing Same with movies. So I think just doing something often really, really allows you to do something that you enjoy rather than something that feels like homework. Thank you. Excellent point, Eliza. Thank you. So thank you, Eliza. And now we're going to do FAQ. These are questions that we, we anticipate that people will ask. Yes. Let's run through these, Gretch. Yeah. Does it count if I listen to an audiobook? Yes. Yes. Does it count if I reread a book that I've already read? Yes. Yes. Does it count if I'm reading aloud to my children? Yes. Yes. What if I'm reading picture books to a one-year-old? Yes. Still Still counts. counts. Can I read for more than 21 minutes? Of course. That's even better. Yes. Now, here's a question. Is there a best time of day to read? 
No, you really want to figure out what works for you. Many people like to read before bed, but like I cannot read before bed because I get too sleepy. So I have a friend who wakes up at 5 a.m. to have an hour to read before he starts his workday. So think outside the box about when you will do your reading. Maybe you want to read during your lunch hour, when you get home from work, an afternoon break. Find the time that works for you. Can I quit a book before I finished it? Okay, well, some people do feel strongly that once they start a book, they're committed to finishing it. Like, I always have that feeling, Gretch. It's hard for me to quit a book. Yeah, but see, I feel like quit if you don't like it, that life is too short and there's too many great books to read and that you can read more books you like if you stop reading books you don't like. But either way, whether you finish it or not, your 21 minutes still counts. Next FAQ, can I break up the time or do I need to read for 21 minutes straight? Here's the thing. I'm a big believer in making habits manageable and attainable, which would argue for breaking it up if that's easier. On the other hand, I do think that reading is more enjoyable when you kind of sink into the experience. So I would keep that in mind, that you might enjoy it more if you found a way to read as a block instead of trying to to snatch it up, but you have to do what works for you. And then there's the opposite question. What if you can't do it every day, but want to do 147 minutes total over the course of the week? Again, I think that making something a daily habit helps you stick to it and do it more consistently. But as always, you have to do what works for you. And 147 minutes total over the course of the week, you'd be still getting a lot of reading done. Should I log the books I read? I mean, a lot of people find this fun. I still remember filling out my I'm a bookworm poster in in grade school. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Some people love it. Uh, A lot of people keep lists on Goodreads or they buy special notebooks. But if it feels like a chore, don't do it. Oh, gosh. Gretch, I want you to make I'm a bookworm posters. That would be so fun. Maybe mom and dad still have my old one. I can just picture it so perfectly in my mind. But one way I track it is, you know, every week I take a picture of the books I've read that week. So there's different ways to do it if you don't want the hassle of writing it out, like maybe take a picture because that's also fun. You You could post it to read 21 and 21. Does reading for work count? Ooh. I think no. I think no. I think no. Right? I think not. I think this is leisure read 21 and 21. Ah, interesting question. Yeah, because also probably you would be doing that anyway. Exactly. So it's kind of like if you were exercising by doing all the exercise you were already doing, it's not really moving the needle for you. Okay. So, yes, good question. Here is a word of warning. I will say, because I have studied the strategy of pairing so much, the strategy of pairing is a powerful strategy. It's a useful strategy, but you can also very easily form a negative pairing. Mm. So one thing a lot of people like to do is say like, I'm going to just grab a few cookies and sit down with a book. But the problem is if you do that two or three times, you will start to feel like you cannot read unless you have your your cookies. And then that might not be that healthy for you. And then also, if you start feeling like, well, I should give up those cookies, you won't feel like reading because you're like, why am I going to read without my cookies? Right. This doesn't sound rational, but this is actually like how these negative pairings get formed. So you may want to pair it with like a cup of coffee or a cup of tea or like I have cinnamon icebreaker mints that mm-hmm. you turn me on to if I want a little something in my mouth. But watch out for building something into the habit that might not be as good for you as the reading part. Very good point, Gretch. 
So as you think about hashtag read 21 and 21, imagine how great it will feel to get to the end of 2021 and think back on all the reading that you did, all the books that you've been dying to read for years that have been sitting there waiting for you or on your phone list. And you just do 20 minutes a day, you're going to be able to read so much over the course of the year. And remember, use hashtag 21 and 21 to share with everybody what you're reading, where you're reading, when you're reading. Your creative accountability systems that you've created. Like, there's so much we can gain from each other. Um, if you want ideas, I have lots of book recommendation lists on my website, GretchenRibbon.com. You can also follow me on Goodreads and see what I've been reading. Uh, well, Seth, we know everybody is eagerly awaiting our next book club choice. Yes, my friend Mindy, like every week, she's like, what's the book club choice? And I'm like, I, we're working on it. The thing is, we take the choice really, really seriously. <laughs> yeah. And so we're working on it. So come on, everybody. Let's do this. 21 and 21. Remember, whenever it is and wherever you are, there's always a book waiting for you. So let's read 21 in 21. And for all the resources we've talked about, just go to happiercast.com slash 305. Yes. Coming up, Gretchen has a weather-related demerit, but first, this break. Eating processed food for every meal isn't healthy for people or for dogs. We all know that, and kibble is subject to multiple rounds of high-heat processing, making an ultra-processed food. The farmer's dog is real, fresh, healthy food with whole meat and veggies gently cooked in human-grade kitchens to preserve their nutritional value. My dog, Barnaby, loves the farmer's dogs. When he sees me pulling one of those packets out, he comes running. It's personalized, vet-developed, and it has recipes for as little as $2 a day. Meals arrive in pre-portion, ready-to-serve packs, and they're conveniently delivered on whatever schedule works for me. Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash happier. That's 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash happier. This message is sponsored by Greenlight. As your kids get older, some things about parenting get easier. They can dress themselves. They can clean up after themselves, allegedly. Other things don't, like having conversations about money. The fact is, kids won't really know how to manage their money unless they're actually in charge of it. That's where Greenlight can help. Greenlight is a debit card and money app made for families. Parents can send money to their kids and keep an eye on their kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens build money confidence and lifelong financial literacy skills. Yeah, Jack has Greenlight, and one thing I love is that it includes a chores feature where you can set up one-time or recurring chores and reward kids with allowance for a job well done. Gretchen, we used to mow the lawn. How much more motivated would we have been if we'd had funds deposited when we completed the hut chore? Mm -hmm. Sign up for Greenlight today and get your first month free when you go to greenlight.com slash happier. That's greenlight.com slash happier to try Greenlight for free. Greenlight.com slash happier. Okay, Gretchen, it is time for demerits and gold stars, and you are up with a happiness demerit. Yes, my demerit is that recently in New York City, we had a big, beautiful snow. It was like more snow than we'd had in years. Uh, everybody kind of, you know, lost their minds as one does. But um, it was big. It was beautiful. 
And I just kind of ignored it. I did not go out and appreciate it. I wasn't like sitting, gazing out the window, watching the, the, the flakes fall. I didn't go romping through Central Park. Like, I know better than this. I Experience know. the snow when it happens, the joy of the snow. Gretchen, there have been so many moons that I have missed. <laughs> people texting so- me, go outside, look at the sky. And I'm like, eh. I'd rather just continue watching The Housewives, but thank you. So I feel you. It's a problem. So what's your gold star? My gold star goes to a TikTok video done by the Boston Medical Center. The day that they received their first shipment of vaccine, a group of people who work at the Boston Medical Center did this amazing um, TikTok video where they were dancing outside with their masks and face shields and gowns, a lot of them. And it just, it's like after all they've been through, all the work, all that stress, to see that they could still like find joy and share it with others. They were dancing to the Lizzo song, Feeling Good. And it was just wonderful. Yeah, it was. I, I think uh, so many people I know saw that. Everybody just loved that, loved that video. So gold so, star. And you'll link to that in the show oh, notes. Oh, yeah, I'll link to that in the show notes. I watched it like 10 times. <laughs> it is that kind of video, exactly. <laughs> the resources for this week, starting on December 26th, I will be giving away books and mugs on Instagram. Follow me at Gretchen Rubin to enter to win. And if you are looking for a creative way of setting goals for the new year, remember to make your 21 for 2021 list, list 21 things you'd like to do by 2022. And if you want a PDF where you can neatly write down your 21 items, you can download it at GretchenRubin.com slash resources. And that's free. Yes. And that is it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Join us for the challenge of Read 21 in 21. Thank you to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and everyone at Cadence 13. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Twitter at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Elizabeth Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And if you like the show, please be sure to tell a friend. We appreciate word of mouth. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Craft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us Onward and Upward. Gretch, when I was telling some people about Read 21 and 21, uh, someone asked me if they would get paid to read. And I was like, uh, no, you don't get paid. Wait, by whom? Who would pay? I don't know. I guess us. <laughs> no, I mean, this is fun. You yeah, don't, I know. <laughs> don't care. That is hilarious. From the Onward Project.